Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Hallelujah. Amen. First, I need to say you're welcome. Amen. And the Fountain of Life Cathedral is here. This morning, our dancers are picking up some of you. And our singers are picking up others of you. And our film stars are picking up yet others of you. Amen. That I'm sure you'll see some of them before we close. Is that okay? Yeah. Amen. This is one of the one of the most interesting services that you can choose to come to is this one. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. I think Lady Reverend, who me, Lady Reverend, I please put the name on the board. And people say it's what? H U M I, Lady Reverend Humi. Maybe you can stand and give away. Lady Reverend Humi is the pastor who is directly in charge of the campus churches. Amen. And she has under her a number of pastors who are also out, still gathering some of you. (laughs) So we'll do the introductions when we can. Amen. The pastor and shepherd of this church, as she said, is Bishop Dagwood Mills. Don't make two mistakes out of that. And I'm the local bishop here. Amen. Helping him with your church. Please, you old people, can you sit down so that I can see the new people well? <laughs> Thank you for standing, but I need to. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. And it's always exciting when there's a new academic year. And by the grace of God, he's brought you here. And I hope that, you see some of you, when you come in, you come in and enjoy a service. And then when things begin to pick up on campus, then we start to hear, Something, 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 something. You don't want to go to church and so forth. But my advice to you is that stay in church. Is that okay? And if God has brought you here out of all the many churches that are around, you need to see that that's how he does his things. He hardly ever appears in person to say, you have now go to this place. What normally happens is that he will use another person to bring you. Do you understand? But that's his way of saying to you, be in this place. Amen be in this place. Hallelujah. And it's our pleasure to, it's my pleasure to pastor you while you are here. You'll be surprised that somebody who has a pastor when they're on campus and somebody who doesn't have, they are two different people. They are two different people. When I was on campus, I didn't have a pastor. And I know that there are many things that would have been different in my life if I had had a pastor. Are you there? So it is my honor and pleasure to welcome you and I hope that you will choose to be in this house. Amen. In order to help you to keep up with your life with God at the same time as you are a student, we have four services every weekend. And the idea, the idea is that you're going to choose the one 
that best fits what you do in life. Yeah, this service is usually the largest one. And you know, when the continuing students join us and all of that, and you can see that it's on at seven o'clock on a Sunday morning. Can you push your neighbor and say that it doesn't hurt you to wake up at seven? It doesn't hurt. Uh And usually by 10, we are done. Today, if we go a little over, it's also because everything is new to so many people and we are having to take time to gather. At 7 a.m. on Sundays, we are here. Then there's another service for those who can't wake up early on a Sunday, and that's at 10 o'clock in the morning, or those who just prefer it. But we also have two services on Saturday evening. And one of those services is here at 6 p.m., and the other is on the campus itself, also at 6 p.m. Amen. Now, much as we like you and we love seeing you, it's not just that that is motivating us to have four services. It is that when you come in and you start to do different things, you will discover that some things suit you better than others. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Hello? Are you alive and well? So choose out of these four which one suits you best. We don't have four services so that you say, this week I'll go to this one, next week I'll go to another one. No, that's not the point. Please tell your neighbor, that's not the point. That's not the point. That's not the point. The point is choose the one that best suits what you are doing and stick to it. And that's the best way you'll be blessed because the Bible says that it is when we are planted in the house of the Lord that we flourish. And I hope you want to flourish while you are here at KNUSD. Do you understand when they say flourish? Some of you, your, your teacher, your English teacher, she, she left when you were young. She left the school. So your English is not uh, good at the time. Amen. All right. Are you okay with me? So how many services? Four in the week. Saturday evening, 6 p.m. on campus. Saturday evening, 6 p.m. here. Sunday morning, 7 a.m. here. Sunday morning, 10 a.m. here. Take your pick and stay with it. Amen and amen. And then my last announcement, I'll give it to you at the end of the service. (laughs) Somebody has to remind me. Paulina, okay, Paulina, remind me that I have one more announcement to give. Amen. Those of you who are just coming in, you're welcome. Please settle down quickly and let me just share today's word with you. Hallelujah. I have a word for you this morning that I hope will encourage you as you have just arrived on campus. And the title of my message is, Who Are You Really? Who are you really? Ask your neighbor, who are you really? Really? Really, who are you? Amen. Take us to Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 20. Let me just give you a couple of scriptures that show you that your lamp is you. Whoso curseth his father and his mother. That's not my focus this morning. But I said, his lamp shall be put out. Are you seeing it? His lamp. So it refers to a human being and says that that person as he's moving around, he has a lamp. So as you are sitting here, there's a lamp with you. Give us Proverbs 13.9. I believe it says something about a lamp. Let's, let's go there. I just need to show you by scripture. The light of the righteous rejoiceth, but the lamp of the wicked shall be put out. I hope you are seeing it. A lamp. So you have a lamp. Maybe you are you you are not consciously aware of it. But as I've shared with you this morning, be aware you have a lamp. 
Now the Bible says that as they came, they all had lamps, but some had oil in their lamps and some did not have oil in their lamps. And as we sit here this morning, some have oil in their lamps and some do not have oil in their lamps. In the Bible, the Holy Spirit is a symbol of oil. That's even why you can go to a meeting and oil is poured on you. Hello? Are you in the church this morning? Hey, some of you, have you lost your voice? Ah, thank you, thank you. Some say they have not lost their voice. All right, let me continue because my time is fast spent. So you have a lamp. As to whether there's light inside, as to whether the Holy Spirit is with you there or not, that's the one that we are trying to work out this morning. Oh boy. I just remembered another scripture. I'm trying to see if I can find it for you. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13. In whom you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also, after you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. So the question here this morning is, in order for you to know whether you have oil or not, the question is, have you believed or have you not? Now, I know that you may be saying that, ah, but if I didn't believe, I wouldn't be in church. No. Don't make that mistake. Hello? Don't make that mistake. The fact that you are in church can just be a social habit. You can be here because it's a social habit. You can be here because, well, there was nothing much else to do and everybody else in the room was going, so you came some. There can be all kinds of reasons why you are here this morning. Some of you cry, you are planned that after I've come to church today, that's it. That's it. Do not see me for the rest of the year. I came to tell you that the Lord has seen you and he has marked you this morning. He has marked you. Father, mark them and don't let it come to pass. Hey! May he not allow you to go and uh, submarine. And, and there are some of you in your house where you were you used to go to church. Your pastor knows you as a correct Christian. But as you have come here, you have planned that you are coming to experience all the delectables that are on the campus. Please, so we have seen your type over the years. We have seen your type over the years. So the question here is whether or not you have believed. My reason for entitling my sermon, who are you really, is because of this. As you have come to campus, you will now know who you are. You will now know who you are. Hey, when you used to go to school at SS, everything was controlled. Wake up at this time, go to dining at this time. The food, it was one, whether you like it or not, you all eat it. Or whatever, whatever that's, that's the food. food. It's, it's prep time. time. Rest at this time. Wake up at this time. It's, it's entertainment. entertainment. All of that is gone. Not, Not only that. that the, the voice of mommy saying, get up and do this, this, this. That, that voice too is now wherever you came from. from. 
is not, not here. here. The, the voice, voice of, of daddy, daddy is also fired because he's not here with you. So, so now, as you have come, it is, is my duty to inform you that, that there are two forces waiting for you. As, as for the Lord, Lord he, he will always make himself available. available. And, and he is around and he is very powerful. Hello? But, but there's also somebody waiting for you. As you entered your room yesterday, there, there was another activity in the heavens. And they passed along them for information. Africa Hall. Room 110. They have noted that's where you are. They were there waiting for you. Some of you will see us coming around. And as we come and we knock our door, your doors, we are used to the reactions that we get. Who that? When yourself has come. The first Sunday, you all look very humble. And as the weeks begin to go, then your real self begins to show. And then it's like, who is that who's coming to call? Some of you, you already started this morning. Eh? You have not even entered the lecture room yet. Your real self is already showing. Hey, tell your neighbor, it's nothing. We have seen all before. Your type, we have seen all. We have seen all. All kinds of manifestations of you. We have seen all. But I, so that's why I am sharing it with you. Because you think as you have come that, oh, I will do as I want. You won't do as you want. One power or the other power is going to control you. It's your choice. One or the other. It is what? Hmm. You know, even as I'm speaking, I can feel in the room that you are like, you don't believe me. And the reason why you don't believe me is that, you see, when you are a foolish young person, a teenager, you think that you know more than your parents. (laughs) I've been a pastor of young people since 1997. And this is year... 2023. Please, my master teacher died early. Somebody calculate the number of years for me. It's how many years? 26 years. Older than yourself that is sitting in the chair facing me with your unbelief. (laughs) Hello? We will now know and you will now know who you are. Young lady, when the predator who is waiting for you on campus arrives at your door and when he starts to give you a quality of raps that you have not heard before, you will now know whether there is a lamp in you or not. When he comes to tell you that because of you he could not sleep. That all that he was seeing was your beautiful face. And by the way, some of you are even from Christian homes and when you were coming they told you that look you are here to learn they are telling you you are here to learn because they don't know what we know they don't know what is waiting for you on that campus if they knew the depth of evil that's waiting for you they would have told you a different story you don't know when I don't know which of the clowns they will invite this year 
Whether it is I don't know who they will invite. But you will be there. When they will put the lights off. And the only place you feel like going, you will even hear it. And your whole bed is even shaking. You will say, ah, I cannot sleep anyway. Let me go there. I can tell you something. Every morning after that concert, when we are going around calling people, there are condoms all over the parade ground. Young girls waking up in beds, they don't even know how they got there. You see, you're looking at me like I'm the teller of horror stories. Hey! Hey, Pastor Dennis, where are you? Please, next week, can you find some of the testimonies for us? You might have to look. Yeah. Testimonies that will share with you what awaits you on the campus. A young lady told us, they said I shouldn't go to the party, but I went. And when she went, she was given a brownie. What is a brownie? And you'll find out. You'll find out. Hey! But the brownie, the brownie was laced with something. But I thank God that she had a praying shepherd. After eating the brownie, she said that she was suddenly consumed with the desire to leave the place. And she called the friend she brought and said, let's go. The friend was even angry with her. If you knew you won't stay, why did you bring us? She left and she walked into her room. And as she got into her room, she was overtaken. She would have been overtaken with whatever about took her in the party. But God being so good. When she woke up, she said, hey! <laughs> That's why today, I'm talking to you and I'm saying to you that you will find out who you really are. Some of you are total pretenders. Hey. Pretending to be Christian. As you came, you <laughs> I won't say it. Hey. I was somewhere and a certain mother was boasting about her daughter. How her daughter... And I was looking. I didn't say a word because that girl, that one, had seduced a guy in first year. And they were all my church members. They were all here. They were all here. You will know who you are. You will know whether there's oil in your lamp or not. You will know whether you have really given your life to Christ or you are just a joker who is going through the motions. Mercy. Am I talking to some people today? Those five virgins, they looked alike. Oh. They all went to lectures. They all learned for exams. Please don't let me start on the learning part. Because some of you, as you have come, you think that you can play the jokes you were playing in SHS. You have arrived. We are here waiting for you. Huh. In this church, we watch over your studies as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. With eagle eyes. Eagle eyes. Hey. Here, if you want to do well, you will be assisted by people who will make you do well. Yeah. I have people here who said, I want to have a first class. Did the first class come? Did it work? It worked. Uh, Be there. Yes. Yes. That's why at a point, probably next week, you are going to meet people who are doing the subject that you are doing. Uh Is it next week or the week after? 
This week we are praying. Next week, eh? yes, after the continuing students come, so that you'll be helped. Push your neighbor and say, You have no excuse to fail. You have no excuse. Hey, you have no excuse. Hey, this church, we chase God and we chase our books. Hey. And then when the results come, to we chase you again. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hey. I want you to push your neighbor and say, where cry have we come to this morning? <laughs> and then answer it to yourself. You are in the Fountain of Life Cathedral. Uh-huh. One of Bishop Dark's churches. That's where you are. That's where you are. Anyway, let us continue. Let us continue. Let us continue. Now, I'm always fascinated by verse 5 in the scripture. Because the Bible says that while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. You know, there are some things that are just part of life. Some of you think that, especially believers, you think that you have been called apart and some things will not touch you. But there are some things that are common to man. Like sleeping. Mm. You may have the best intentions and the lecture is speaking and then you suddenly realize that, ah, the last thing I heard and this one, they don't go. It means you slept. <laughs> They are part of life. And some things are circumstances of life. So they were waiting and waiting and waiting. And it still looked as if they were the same. Waiting and waiting. But let's continue. It doesn't end like that. And at midnight. I want you to push your neighbor and say, Hey, neighbor, things happen at midnight. Things really happen at midnight. Some of you, as you have come, when we call you to pray, you will not wake up to pray. You don't know that things happen at midnight. Hmm. You ask, why the bridegroom, why couldn't you come earlier? Why couldn't you come? Listen, there are many things you don't have control over. Many things in life. They are part of life. You don't have control over them. The bridegroom was coming and I tell you that Jesus is coming again a certain day of judgment is also coming it's called midnight and there are several midnights even before he comes ask those who have gone before you how exam week looks it's a midnight it's a midnight hey midnight somebody told me in fact he was he was brought here by his classmates after six years of Akito he was in his last whatever he had done his last something, something. I went to show it to his, to his supervisor. You see, they work all year. Pearl, is it true or is it not true? When he brought it, the supervisor looked at it, took his pen. Pew! 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 And his colleague, who was a member here, he told, her, he told the person, because they were in groups, he told the person, I'm going home, I quit. And the colleague brought him here. Hey, Young man, this is not the time to be on your phone, no. I'm looking at the young man over there. Mm, it's not the time to be on your phone, yeah. You see, your foolishness is showing you already. It's not the time to be on your phone. Mm-hmm. Hey! What I'm sharing with you is life-saving something. When, yeah. So listen, listen if you have ears, listen. I told you we are here. Foolish ones and wise ones. We're all here together, I told you. Huh. Amen. Midnight. That young man, midnight, had caught him. He said he was going home. I said, oh, you're not going home. And then I gave him a straw. 
and he texted me. He finished that year. Another one, he packed. He packed and then he sent me a message. I'm going home. I said, you're not going home. He said this. I said, you are not going home. Today, he's a wealthy man walking around doing well. Amen. I'm just saying this to say that midnight comes and when midnight comes, you must know what to do and you must know who to call. Yeah. That's why the pastors in this church, our phones are never off. Because we are working at midnight. At midnight, the bridegroom came. And so suddenly, what they had been waiting for, time was up. Now let's see what happens. You see, when midnight comes, that's when you see the separation of the wise and the foolish. When midnight comes, that's when you see the separation of the sheep and the goats. When midnight comes, that's when you see those who do well and those who will not do well. Me, mom dear, if you are not in my church and you call me that you are in trouble, if I have time, I'll pray for you, but usually I don't have time. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Best, oh, please. So they've woken up. And then now, look at it. The foolish one said, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. I want you to tell your neighbor this morning, there are some things we can share, but there are also some things we cannot share. That's why we come and call you, come to church on Sunday, because that's what we can do. But when Jesus comes, I can't give you my oil. <laughs> no, no, no. You must have your own oil by that time. And that's why I'm sharing this word with you. As you think I'm wasting your time. Huh. They suddenly discovered their foolishness. And now they said, give us of your oil. Let me tell you something. Every Sunday, as far as I am able, I will be here to share word with you. I will be here to preach to you. I will pray for you. It is one of the reasons why you see the QR codes there. Because when you go in and you sign up, I get a list and I pray over you. When it is exam time, I pray more. Are you there? But a time comes there. Eh? When a certain midnight comes, I can't do more. I can't do more. We will love you as best as we can. There are pastors here who take from their money to even get medicine for people. Some who feed them. Oh yes, oh yes. We don't give money to people to go and visit you. They come on their own. Are you here? So let wisdom be your portion. Because when midnight strikes, at that point, we can't do anything. At that point, when you say, give us of your oil, we have to say, we cannot. Are you listening to what I'm saying? When is midnight going to strike? The truth is that we don't know. For some people, exam time goes well. Year one, year two, year three, fourth year, suddenly midnight has struck. There are some who enter into the school well and healthy. <clears throat> they don't finish because they've passed away. We have no idea what lies ahead of us. And the truth of the matter is that we are so proud. I often like to ask people, do you know what is going to happen a couple of hours from now? Can you predict what is happening at midnight or at even 12 p.m. this afternoon? We don't know. We don't know. And yet, 
We are so proud. People cannot even tell what is happening half an hour from now. We are so proud in the face of God who tells us that he knows what is going to happen. Bow your knee to him now so that there will be oil in your lamp and so that that oil will take you through in the next days to come. It is that oil that that will give you light when midnight strikes in your life. And midnight, it comes to all of us in different ways and at different times. Last year at this time, in this church, we were in mourning. Yesterday marked exactly a year when a very close lady, mother of three children, she just passed. Some go with even less warning. Some, it is not death that takes them away. But they begin to pay the price of foolishness. We don't know when our midnight will strike. And so this morning, I'm coming to you on the first Sunday, your very first Sunday here at KNUSD. And I'm saying to you, make sure there is light, there is oil in your lamp. And if there is not, and if you are not sure, then as I make the altar call today, determine in your heart to pray that prayer so that you will know for a fact that there is oil in your lamp. It is no longer your mother's faith. It is no longer your father's faith. It is now yours. And that's why I said, who are you really? You are now going to see. And if I were you, I would want my light, my lamp to be full of oil. So that no matter what, I'll be able to stand. I don't know what brought you. I don't know what cause you're coming to do. I don't know much about you. But I know that here, the foolish and the wise are here. As we stand to pray this morning, I'm going to ask you to take a step of faith. Rise up to your feet. And start to think about yourself. Which one am I? I'm not asking if you go to church every Sunday. Because it is not going to church every Sunday that makes you a Christian. If it were, then packing a, packing a human being or packing your things in a garage would make you a car. It's not like that. It is something you actively do. I want to invite you to give your life to Jesus this morning to ensure that you have oil in your lamp. I read for you the scripture in Ephesians 1 chapter 7 which shows you that it is the oil that comes because you believe that is the Holy Spirit and that is the one who is going to guide you and guard you in the years that are ahead. I don't know if you are here for one year, for seven years, for six, for five. The Bible says, sorry, verse 13 that you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. This morning, I invite you to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and have that oil in your spirit. As every head is bowed, just begin to talk to God yourself. Bow down your head and start talking to him. Start to make it good. Ask him, Lord, which one am I? Especially if you are not sure. Am I the wise or am I the foolish? When midnight comes ahead of me, what's going to happen, Lord? Will I be able to stand? Some of you, you cannot even stay off your phone for 40 minutes. I wonder how you will stand. As your head is bowed. And as every eye is closed, 
you are here this morning and saying, I want to pray that prayer. I'm not sure if I am one of those with oil. Yes, I go to church, but I'm not sure. Or maybe I don't go to church. It's been a long time. I'm not sure if I have oil. You want to pray that prayer? Let me see your right hand in the air. We're going to pray together. God bless you. So many hands. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now, I want you to just step out of where you are. Just come to me. Come and stand right here in front. We're going to pray that prayer. Just come. Just come. Just come. Just come. Step out of where you are. Just come. Just come. Just come. God bless you. Just come. Just come. We're going to pray together. Oh, yes. As you come, you are responding to the call of Jesus. You are responding to the Lord. You are saying, I want to have oil. I want to have oil. I want to have oil to go through. I'm not so sure what I have, but I want to have oil. Just come, just come, just come. Just come. Just come. Pastor Dennis, come to me on the stage. Oh, yes. Just come. you to mean it from your heart. You want to say, Lord Jesus. Or say it as if, as, as if you believe it. Those of you standing, just join us and say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please fill me with your spirit. May I be full of oil that no matter what comes in my way I will stand from today may I be as the wise virgins I thank you for saving me in Jesus name now I want you to just lift up one finger with your left hand we're going to address the enemy this morning we're going to address him you want to say, Satan, Satan. I, will not follow you. I will not follow you again. again. Me and you, you. is finished. Finish. Do not follow me. Do not be in my room. Have nothing to say to me. Because I belong to Jesus. Because I belong to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, as we pray. Amen. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at FOLCIEDRC. God richly bless you.